the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am Trevor Sikama. With me is Benjamin Solak. It is a Thursday morning, late Thursday morning, as we are recording this episode, which means it is time to duel using 32 NFL teams as our weapons. Ben, are you ready for another jam-packed, stressful, reverse logic week of picking NFL games? Well, you and I were talking about this before the show. We, um, you know, the uh, Joe has failed me. Um, not Joe Marino. No, not Joe Marino. Joe, oh man, I don't know his last name and I'm criticizing him. I'm not a good person, am I? Um, I don't know if I gained any ground on you or not, so I'm flying blind here. Joe I don't know how desperate the, I have to be. Joe is the official Locked On NFL Draft podcast keeper of the score when it comes to the record that Ben and I have. And... Joe didn't tell us what the updated record was after last week. And so I, I I feel lost without purpose. I feel like a toddler who lost their mother. Like I feel like what a chicken with my head cut off. I don't real? know what to do with my hands. <laughs> this like these are all the emotions that are going on right now as we are about to go into a crucial week of picking NFL games. Joe, we need you, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. We are lost without you. You know the whole like you don't know what you got till it's gone. It's us, right? And it's funny because what Joe does is what we should be doing ourselves, 100%. but we don't, and then 100%. we blame him when it's not done. I, listen, I'm not blaming him. I'm just I'm like begging him just to come back. Him. That's it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not blaming him. You know. We can't find the horizon. I'm the crazy. I'm the crazy ex who made the mistake leaving voicemails on the phone, calling their parents, calling their best friends, trying to call the cell phone company to see if I can get the turn my iPhone function turned on so I could just stand outside of his bedroom door, blasting careless whisper. Sorry, is that too far? All right, great. What's um, careless whisper? All right. <clears throat> Jesus, Tony! How young is this kid? I haven't done one of that. I haven't done one of those in a while. So thank you for sending Released me up there. Released in 1984. Yes. You don't know what Careless Whisper is? I, maybe if I heard it, I would recognize it. But the name does not bring a melody to mind. You, YouTube it right now. On the pod. Yes. Careless Whisper. Does it go like that? Mm, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. I'm oh, gonna, yeah, okay, I know this. I'm going to Jesus, Tony, how young is this kid you okay, live yes, on the I pod. know. Obviously, I know this song. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> all right. I'm glad we all experienced that together. All right, NFL games. Ben, you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Speaking of a careless whisper, I don't know what that means here. Uh, the New York Jets were at one point getting 14 and a half points against the number one team in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. Heard of them? They are now getting 16 and a half points on Thursday morning as we are recording this podcast. So these two teams playing a couple hours from when this podcast will be released. It's in Baltimore. Then can the Ravens cover a 16 and a half point spread? Feels like a good question for you, Trevor, because we need to know what you're going to bet first. The Jets are bad. Yeah. The Jets are very bad. The Ravens are good. How hurt is Lamar? 
Tell is me. Is he hurt? Tell me. Is he hurt? I thought he was limited. Was he not? Did I just read that out of nowhere? You're um, lying. I, mean, I, I can try to look. I didn't see him on an injury report when you're, I was looking for this game. You're Injuries, you're Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, probable Thursday with a quad. Okay. See? All right. I knew you were lying to me. I knew you were holding out on me. Deception. All right. New York Jets. What did they do last week? What did they do last week? Got absolutely lambasted. No, they did not. They beat the Miami Dolphins, but they got the destroyed. Dolphins. Oh, yeah, but then they got destroyed by the Bengals and then absolutely destroyed the Oakland Raiders the time before. Yes. Um, Odd football team. Yeah, 16 and a half. Oh, it's so many points. You know, I've often ridden with the massive underdogs this season, and I feel like it has gone well for me. So, 16 and a half points, too many points. Thursday night football can get real weird. I think the Jets certainly will not win this game. They're keeping it within the 16 and a half. There you go. Yeah, so it's odd, right? Because we're in a situation where the Jets should get a lead and then sit on the lead and not excuse me the Ravens should get a lead sit on the lead and then there's nothing really to do afterward right like this is not a situation where prosper there there's not this is not like a rivalry where they're going to want to really beat the brakes off them the Ravens are going to want to be able to stay healthy Uh, I think you have an opportunity to secure the division to this week depending on who else uh, loses but even if you don't then you have the Pittsburgh game coming up in week 16 and you need to win that to secure the division it doesn't feel like a spot where the Ravens are going to come out and dominate the Jets but then you remember that like this offense is so dynamic that like they could if they're coming out and like running the football to salt away the game, that's how they score points anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like right, it's, it's not even right. Like they're gonna turn the, the 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 gas off if they're trying to milk clock. There's so a reason odd. why they're the best team in the NFL, and it's not right. it's 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 not just because of how well Lamar has been passing with his efficiency this year. It is because this team is so dominant running the ball. And like you just said there, in instances where you're like, all right, yeah, let's slow it down. They're, they're slowing down is still punching you straight in the mouth. Right. When they so, when they run the football, they're doing that, which actually gets them to score points, right? So very peculiar. You know, I think I think yes, it's it's yes, it's a it's a hard game to peculiar. say shut up sorry it's a hard you game just said to say that with a lot that, of passion that i really enjoy right uh it's a hard game to say whether the ravens are going to um the ravens are gonna are gonna you know jump out to a multi-score lead and then just sit on it mm-hmm. uh that being said i'm gonna fade you so i'll take the ravens covering 16 and a half hopefully we get ourselves a little 17 18 point victory we generate a turnover or two where's are we gonna get a good jets game or a bad jets game there's no way of knowing no absolutely no way of knowing the tight the remember when we had the identity crisis with the titans at the beginning of the year yes we've taken that and shifted it to the jets except worse you ready for the weirdest stat you never thought you'd hear in your entire life regarding the new york jets yeah, I'm always ready for that. Over the last five games, uh-huh. the Jets have allow- are allowing the sixth best opponent yards per play at less than five. The defense is playing well. The defense? Greg Williams? <laughs> no Leonard Williams? Jamal Adams going to be out? I mean, it's, it's, I have no idea what's going to happen. But this defense has been playing great. Great football recently. You could, you could not have guessed. But they have been. Listen, and that's why the Jets are going to keep it to within uh, 16 and a half. 
That's why. Uh, That's why no Adams, I think, matters a lot. Anyway. Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Detroit. I won't be at this game, actually. Uh, I think this is the only road game that I didn't go to this year. Oh, no, I didn't go to Nashville. I didn't go to the Titans one either. So, what do you have against Detroit? I could have come over and said hi. I, dude, I asked you like three months ago, how close are you to Detroit? And you're like, eh, not really. Two hours. I was kidding when I said I was going to come over and say bye. Say hi. I don't love you that much. No, that's cool, man. I'm just coming to your wedding. I'm just flying multiple states to come up to that's watch it. You're you celebrate the happiest day of your know. life. And you can't even drive two hours over to the stadium to say hello to your co-host to do a live podcast. We could have done a live podcast on Sunday night. We're going to be doing a live podcast. I know, but not Sunday night. We could have done We could have done an early one. That's you don't true. love me that much. Whatever. Anyways, now I'm butthurt. Buccaneers. <laughs> traveling to the Lions David Blau at quarterback for Detroit had to leave some dramatic pause in there with that one Jameis Winston the ever entertaining Jameis Winston still a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as of right now he has yet to throw at practice this week and Arian said if he can't throw because of that thumb injury he won't play so he didn't yeah. throw on Wednesday. Not sure if he's going to throw on Thursday, but Arians also said that he expects Winston to play. If Winston doesn't play, it's 30-year-old, just got his first regular season action for the first time in his career, Ryan Griffin, who would be starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which would be a hilarious matchup between Griffin and Blau. The Lions at home are getting three and a half. So the Bucks are favored on the road here. They've been pretty good as a road team in terms of overall record. I think if they win this game, they go to 5-3 and three on the road on the year. So, 3.5 points. If Winston plays, they should absolutely beat them by 3.5 points. And I do believe that Winston's going to play. So, I'm taking Tampa to cover the 3.5. The, the this has got to be like 8 weeks in a row when I've picked Tampa. And... I, I, I can't stop it now because I think for the first time I, I have like positive momentum when picking the Buccaneers. No Mike Evans. Mike Evans is probably out for the year with that hamstring injury. Darius Slay going up against Chris Godwin is going to be a phenomenal wide receiver cornerback matchup. But I just think overall the Bucks offense is going to be too much for the Lions. Even with the injuries, I think they cover the three and a half. Jameis Winston. Yes, tell me about him. A- favorite as a starting quarterback in this league against the spread 20 times. Mm-hmm. You know what his record is against the spread? Probably bad. 6-13-1. Yeah. So here's the thing about that, Trevor. It's not good. Listen, turning of the tides in Tampa Bay, brother. With, I mean, so the situation we're at with Detroit now Tell is us. we're betting, well, okay, we're, well, I mean, we're simply, we're, we're betting on Detroit eventually having a get-right game for the sake of their head coach, which is tricky because, People don't like Matt Patricia that much. So you're going to get a, a big get right game where you're going to, you know, have the team rally around protecting their head coach. If the team doesn't really love the head coach, Matt Patricia is not the most people person on the face of the planet. It's hard, right? Like you don't necessarily know how much of a standup there's going to be. What I will say is that the Lions have been a very much never say die, not go away team in the, in the, in the games they've played with David Blau at quarterback. Obviously, they really struggled to pass the football against the Vikings last week. Getting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass defense is exactly what you need 
when you're a struggling quarterback, uh, you're going to be able to throw against this team. Uh, Marvin Jones, or Jones on IR, but Kenny Galladay, Dan, Danny Amendola, they're going to be able to win against the Buccaneers secondary. So I think the Lions are going to be able to move the football. And then the thing about Winston is that he went for 400 odd yards, mm-hmm. four touchdowns and three interceptions last week, right? Yep. Classic Winston foolishness. Yes, absolutely. The thing is, Winston does not put together games of 400 touchdown, 400 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Rather, he does what he did last week, regressing on the touchdowns. So he'll only score two touchdowns and he'll have three interceptions. So, so we that that was to me the pinnacle of Winston play. And given how much variance he has, I don't expect him to put that together week to week to week. Uh, and so, accordingly to me, even if he if he's playing, he's probably limited. And even if he's not limit, if he's if he's not playing, then it's Ryan Griffin. Uh, so the Lions plus three and a half to me is, is a line that I'll take before it gets to plus three, and hope that we get a situation like we did even against Indianapolis. So let's never forget that was a three point favor line for the Bucks that they pushed on because they couldn't get their ducks in a row until late. So even then, like the Lions are probably going to be able to hang around. Lions plus three and a half. I'm very glad Tampa's won three games in a row. I hope they win this one for you. Friendship. Appreciate it. But I would like it if they only did it by three. Wouldn't drive two hours, but you'll sit here on your butt and wish for a team to win, huh? Denver Broncos traveling to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Chiefs in this game favored by nine and a half. Woo! Boy. More than six. That is, I mean, that's significantly more than six. Got Drew Locke, who... Ben has ripped multiple times on this podcast, and he has had to eat crow four over the last two weeks. Really hasn't, but it's okay. What's your stat? Dude, Locke went 22 for 27 with 300 yards and three touchdowns last week. What are you talking about? You watch the film? No, I didn't watch the film. Who watches film? film. I don't need to watch film. (laughs) Why would I watch film? Why would I watch the the numbers? the, The numbers have never, ever lied. That's the phrase. And there's a reason why it's true. Five incompletions, three touchdowns, a giant win over the Houston Texans on the road. Brother, what more do you want? You're just a hater. You know what? I'm taking the Broncos. Give me Drew Locke in the nine and a half. Just to spite you. Uh, Fine with that. Uh, I'll take (laughs) Kansas City dropping below the 10-point line. I think is a lot of fun here. Um this is actually like, you know, so, oh, the Broncos have been hot. They've won their last two. They've covered their last two. Mm-hmm. Uh, those being the games that Drew Locke has started. I hear uh, that. Yes. I respect that. Kansas City has won their last three, covered their last three. And this with uh, Patrick Mahomes, who in that middle of the season, you know, the the following the Indianapolis game where obviously he, he got injured and then the game subsequent where he was a little shaky and he was a little unhealthy, uh, we seem to now have Patrick Mahomes back at full strength. I know the, the the backfield is a little beat up for Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be much of a running game against the Denver Broncos anyway. This is a situation where I expect them to run the football uh, to throw the football a ton. Um, Kansas City divisional opponent needing a divisional win. Let's not forget that like Oakland, even though they lost against the Titans, they're still in this thing for the AFC West. Um, so so Kansas City has to handle business soundly. Uh, against the divisional opponent, uh-huh. Denver. If 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 Locke regresses a little bit, they do not have a good running game to lean back on now to keep things under control for him. How so basically, 
you know, this is this is a bet on on a second round rookie quarterback who's looked really really good box score wise the last two weeks falling back down to the caliber of his play as I experience it on the film. Oh, on the film. He had to make sure to put the words on the film in there. Make it very clear that this is how I evaluate. Listen, many people have doubted Philip Lindsay before, and he has proven them wrong. So when you said that they don't have a running game. They don't have a great running game. He perked up. The ears perked up. He's going to get some revenge on those words. I got the Broncos in this one. Easy. Easy. Nine and a half. Easy. Speaking of the team the Broncos just killed, the Houston Texans traveling to the Tennessee Titans, who I guess they do have an identity now, Ben. It's Ryan Tannehill. I Tannehill. This, this year from Tannehill has been crazy. Uh, the success that he's been able to have. I never thought that Tannehill was necessarily like a bad quarterback, but I just didn't think it all came together for him. This year feels very Case Keenum-ish. You know, feels very Case Keenum when he was in um, when he was in Minnesota. Kind of had that really good year where a lot of good offensive weapons are around him. Everything was clicking. And then we went, oh, is Case Keenum a really good quarterback? And then he went to a different team and he went, oh, no, he's not. Okay, great. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting with this Ryan Tannehill year. But he hasn't moved teams yet. He's still on that team where he's really clicking. And the Titans record, God bless him. They're great for it. And I, I didn't think that we would get here with the Tennessee Titans. I didn't think that they would be this far above the 500 line. Texans got absolutely smacked in the mouth last week at home by the Broncos. I don't think that's going to happen again. Texans are getting three points on the road in Tennessee this week. Give me Deshaun Watson and the points. I'm taking the Texans to bounce back, play a real tight competitive game with the Titans, who I think have a regression game coming at some point, as well as I think the Texans are, are they've got to be looking to bounce back and get more focus. So uh, this one's easy for me. Give me Deshaun Watson and the three points. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's Watson with points, which is just, I mean, it's dev- it's devastatingly attractive when the opposing quarterback is Ryan Tannehill, even with what he's done this past year. You know, you're, you're I'm highly reticent to be like, oh, yes, Tannehill favorite over Watson. That feels regular. Uh, what's tricky here for me is we both faded Houston against Denver because it was a look-ahead spot. And we were right. Now, we thought Denver was going to cover. Denver, you know, jumped out to like a 28 nothing lead or whatever. Yeah, it was wild. Um, now, you kind of want to finish the 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 bet, and you immediately want to jump on, on the Houston side of things because you, you predicted the look-ahead spot. Now, they're at the spot where 8-5 and five Houston Texans, 8-5 and five Tennessee Titans, Buster Brown. I mean, this is for the division. They play two times the next three weeks. you got to win these football games. Houston... Honestly, is a little bit more productive because the Titans are going to lose to the Saints. If uh, even if they they beat the Texans this week, they're going to play the Saints. I think they're going to lose that game. But for me, this is this is yeah. I mean, this is for the AFC South, and with the amount that goes into it, I don't want to step away from from Deshaun. I don't think right. I can do it. You know what right. I mean? Like I, the Titans have been playing really well. They've been playing better football recently. This is the sort of game that you expect Watson to win. Uh, this is what he's historically won as well. I remember earlier, you know, many weeks ago, we talked about Deshaun Watson as an underdog. Is is uh, like he he's sixty six percent against the spread if memory serves. Like he's bananas. Uh, so so I like the fact that we're at three now because uh, I get the push if if we miss on it. If if this continues to ride t- uh, Tennessee, which there continues to be big money on Tennessee, try to sit on it. Maybe get it to three and a half. I don't think it'll happen, but if you mm-hmm. can, wait on it. 
uh, plus three for Houston is is one that I like a lot this week. Dolphins traveling to the New York Giants. Dolphins. Is is Eli? Is Eli for sure playing? No, so we do not know who thought, the starting quarterback yeah, is going to be. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like up in the air with Daniel Jones, um, right? Right now, the the expectation, I will tell you, is Eli Manning. Daniel Jones with a high ankle sprain is expected to be out two weeks. So it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, I don't think it's been confirmed by like Sherm or anybody like that, mm-hmm. but I think the general perspective is that, yeah, Eli Manning is going to play this ball game. Um, Giants got to lose this game. Giants got to lose this game. Giants got to lose out, honestly. Because here's the thing. As I was writing uh, I was writing the article this week because Todd McShay said that he would take a quarterback if he was the New York Giants because he doesn't really believe in Daniel Jones. As a critic of the Daniel Jones pick myself last year, I went, okay, this is intriguing. A little crazy because they already committed the number six overall pick last year to Daniel Jones. And the fact that if they're picking number two overall – I'm not picking, if I'm the Giants and I'm picking at number two, I'm not picking anybody over Chase Young. Like, even Tua. I'm picking Chase Young if I'm at number two for the New York Giants. However, if the Giants were to lose out, and if the Bengals were to win just one more game, the Bengals' strength of schedule is so much better than the Giants that the Giants would then get the number one overall pick. So all they got to do is lose one extra game, and they have that number one overall slot. And if they have a chance to take Joe Burrow, then we're in the realm of uh, Arizona Cardinals last year where they had taken Josh Rosen at 10 the year before and then went Kyler Murray number one overall. I can get on board with you drafting Joe Burrow at number one if you're in New York. Yeah, I really can't. Yeah, I mean, interesting. It depends what you believe in with Daniel Jones, but if you don't think Daniel Jones is going to win you a Super Bowl, I think Joe Burrow can cut the loss, trade Daniel Jones somewhere else, draft Joe Burrow. I like you know that I love it. Yes, it worries me. Of course it does because i'll put it to you this way yeah please burrow gets drafted over jones the the giants either sit jones or trade jones and i'm going to tell you right now if jones enters the trade block washington's going to be having a conversation for oh sure. yeah, we they'll, know. They'll, yeah like, they'll trade him yeah. so all this going to say be said in New York, and like I, I say in New York, specifically in New York, mm-hmm. Burrow has exactly one bad football game. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter what Daniel Jones did for the whole season last season. Burrow plays one bad game. Sharks. So that's a, like, you need Burrow to be good the moment you put him on that field. Otherwise, I mean, you're going to get heat like you wouldn't believe. That's I just such don't a care, man. Like, move. if you think that this guy is the guy, you make the pick. That's why I said in New York. Yeah. I also don't care, but it's much easier to not care in, like, Minnesota, Green Bay. Sorry, I don't mean to be trashing the Midwest here, but, like, the in New York, it's different, and we know it's different. I, I'm not, but I, I'm not I, I'm not operating under fear of failure. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that I'd operate under is... Can this guy win us a Super Bowl? Is this guy the best pick for our franchise? And I think the picking Joe Burrow would be if they go to number one. As it stands right now. Anyways, sorry. That was a tangent. 
Giants favored by three in this game over the Miami Dolphins. So Miami's getting three and a half. I'm taking Miami getting the three and a half because I think Giants stink. Yeah, Giants are a real bad football team. I mean, and this is a this is a situation where they they scored 14 of their 17 points against Philadelphia in the same way that Miami scored 37 of their 37 points against Philadelphia. They threw it up against man coverage, and the Eagles gave them man coverage. They got explosive plays off of it. When the Eagles just sat in seven seven drop zone, eight dropping in the zone, I mean, Eli Manning does not have the pocket management and arm strength to handle that right now. You can get pressure with four. Nate Solder is atrocious. Uh, Eli's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. It's a ton of check downs. You come up and you rally and tackle. This is a, a an offense feeble beyond understanding for the NFL level. Miami's going to win this game. They're going to win by a lot. Uh, if you're handicapping, take the Dolphins plus three and a half to protect yourself. This line didn't move but, at all. Like the Giants have just been favored right. by three I'll tell and a half. I'll, the whole like, time. Here's the thing. Last Eli Manning home game, right? And I think that's getting a so? ton of. Well, right. I agree so, but I'm telling you right now, I think that's getting a ton of run. Oh, okay. All right. And also, it's important to know in terms of places that are going to inflate books because of. of of bets there's a ton of new york betters mm. high high just high density demographic so to me miami uh i expect them to win the football game so like i said take plus three and a half to protect yourself but also i would sprinkle on the money line um and, and see if you can make good money on, on a dolphin team that's really i mean dolphins if not for a dpi getting turned over uh at the end of that game against uh, the giants dolphins have what won four of their last five yeah, three of their last four, something like that. I mean, this is this team's playing good ball. Uh, they're going to beat the Giants. Chicago Bears traveling to Green Bay face the Packers. Packers favored by four and a half in this one. This is a game that I just have no desire to bet. Yeah, yeah. You successfully faded Rodgers last week. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, don't don't sound so excited about it. No, I know. I just don't. I, I still don't really know what to think of this Green Bay team. And when I don't have a good beat on a team, them playing a divisional opponent is always tricky. I mean, the last time that the Packers and the Bears faced up against each other, it was that very first week of the season, and it was supposed to be these like two titanic teams going up against each other, and the final score was like ten to three. You know, so it's just like really weird ball game in Chicago the last time that they played. It's been a super up and down season for the Bears since then. Packers have had, had a lot of success in the record book, but like Rodgers is oddly struggling with things that we would normally think that Rodgers is good at. Um, man, I'll take the Packers to cover the four and a half at home. There you go. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I am. You don't sound excited about it. No, I'm excited. Fire off the confetti. Woo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a situation where I expect the Packers to cover, and I expect them to cover handily. Um, Back at Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers historically better at home than he is on the road against the spread. Facts. Uh, only small favorites over a Chicago team that they know really well that they've handled really well. If there's a defensive coordinator who's going to give trouble to Mitchell Trubisky and to Matt Nagy, it is Mike Patton. He has a good uh, system against them in terms of handling the Bears and slowing down that offense. They have the athletes to stick with them in space. Right. Um, 
and uh, and then it's um it's it's Green Bay potentially sealing up the division uh, with, with a win here against Chicago. Uh, obviously, Minnesota is the team that they're worried about, but I'm relatively certain that if the Packers win this one, then it's locked in that they win the NFC North. I should double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, and so can't be sure spreading lies out here on the podcast. Can't be just slinging these stats out Packers, here. NFC North champion 2019 Vikings. Vikings lost in Seattle clarifies Packers. Oh, wait, that's old. <laughs> Packers wait. are three and out with a head to win over the Vikings. If both uh-huh. teams finish 12 and four. Um, so if, okay. Any combination of three wins out of the Redskins, the bears, Minnesota and Detroit will make the Packers NFC North champions. There you go. Okay. So yeah. So they, yeah, if they win, this game and then the next game, they'll, they'll lock it up because they still play the Vikings again. Regardless, divisional opponent, Packers know the business needs to be done. I expect them to cover. I do as well. Um, all right, we got to hurry these up. I remember last week when we didn't understand why the Seahawks Rams game was a pick 'em. No, I did. Okay, well, uh, Seattle got absolutely blown out by the Rams. I couldn't believe. I it. told you, man. Seahawks uh, yeah, Rams games. You, I, I guess. I guess Panthers. I guess. They're they're playing the Panthers at home. Well, sorry, they're playing the Panthers in Charlotte. The Panthers are at home. Seahawks favored by six on the road. Panthers. Ben. I don't know if you know this, but they are a bad football team now without Ron Rivera as their head coach. Six. A lot of points for what I would have thought would be a Seahawks. Panthers matchup even a couple of weeks ago, but I'm picking the Seahawks to easily cover this one, even though they are not a team that has really covered many this year. They played a lot of close games, even some games that they probably shouldn't have been close. The Seahawks have just seemed to have been playing close ones. So this this line seems really big for a Seahawks team that has struggled to really get away and create a lead and, and build off that lead against no matter who they were playing. I think they do it this week because I do not think the Panthers are very good. Yeah, no, I mean, nail on the head in terms of like, do you trust the Seattle football team to not muck about when they just need to beat a bad opponent to keep themselves on track? I mean, Seattle is playing for the week 17 game against San Francisco to be for the division. Because right now with the loss to the Rams, they, they've obviously beaten the Niners once, but now they're hanging behind in terms of of, of the, the tiebreakers. They need to make sure they beat the Niners in, in week 17 or for that game to matter. Got to beat the Panthers, got to beat the Cardinals. Two teams that are not playing well, two teams that you should beat. Uh, Seattle, a, a loss to a Rams team that they constantly struggle with. Uh, McVay, they constantly can't deal with. Always weird things happen in those games. Before that, they had covered five in a, or four in a row. They've they had, Before they had won their last five, this is a great football team playing a bad football team. Head coach fired. McCaffrey struggling in the second half of the season because nobody trusts Allen to throw the football. They're loading the box. Seattle's going to cover. Wow, I didn't uh, didn't expect us to agree on that one. I really didn't. Patriots going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati getting nine and a half at home. Gave me the Patriots in this one. I got the Patriots as the road well, team. Well, we know that they have an edge. They have a little bit of uh, data. Well, yeah, I mean, um, those cheating scoundrels got all the Bengals' signs. So, you know, Wiley Bill's back at it again. Not sure why they needed to steal the Bengals' signs, but if you hear two trash cans go off, that means Tyler Boyd's the primary. They know who the ball's going to, just like the Houston Astros. Champions all stick together with their strategies. It all kind of bleeds together. See what happened there? 
See what happened yeah, there? I liked it. I dug cross, it. A little cross-sport analysis. No, that's all I got. I'm taking the Patriots uh, to cover the night and a half. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, with, 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 with Dalton back in the, the roster, this is not a bad football team. It's not a good football team. It's not a bad football team. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Off of what you've gotten the with with the the storyline of this week that's going to go through this game, this is probably going to be a zany one. Like this is not one where I think it's going to be exactly as we expect. What I know of New England right now is what has me most concerned. The the Patriots have been a a bad football team last three four weeks. I mean, barely. Uh, so they 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 play. They got beat by the Ravens. We were all like, well, the Ravens are good. Then they play the Eagles really tight. Played the Cowboys really tight. The Eagles and Cowboys are both not good football teams. Uh, they failed to cover against Cowboys. Then they got beat up by the Texans at uh, in Houston. And then they got beat by the Chiefs at home. And they failed to cover in their last three games. Now, I mean, like the nine and a half is what worries you in terms of you would have liked to have grabbed 10. But to me, I, I'll, I'll fade the Patriots until, you know, the chickens come home to roost. Uh, and Cincinnati, I think, is a team that's going to be publicly underappreciated because... While they're bad, Dalton makes them manageable. Uh, so Bengals plus nine and a half. It's what I wanted before we even came into it. The fact that you're on New England makes me even happier. All right. Wow. Okay. I think we get a little bit of a Patriots re- revenge game, but that's just me. Eagles. Redskins. It's just you, Trevor. It's just you. I, I know. Uh, I'm a standalone, you know. I'm a cowboy. Eagles. Redskins. Eagles on the road. Favored by four and a half. Ben, this Eagles team feels like historically beat up. Is that oh, a good... Oh, brother. <laughs> like, I don't even know who's playing for the Eagles anymore at this point. We just activated Robert Davis. You remember Robert Davis? Georgia no. State? No. 2017 NFL draft? No. Jumped out of the gym in a four four forty. I don't. It's bad. Don't remember Robert Davis? He's <laughs> <It's> bad. <laughs> um, man, I'm I'm taking Washington at home, getting four and a half, just because I cannot trust the Eagles. Because you know, I can't name any of the Eagles players, so can't trust them if I can't name them. That's Been that's where I'm coming from. Boston Scott in this way, devastating. What did you say? I said besmirching Boston Scott in this way, devastating. Boston Reprehensible. Market? Boston Scott, the next Darren Sproles, you watch your doggone mouth. All right. Well, listen, if uh, if Boston Market Scott proves me wrong this weekend, so be it. But I'm taking Washington to get four and a half against a really beat so, up Eagles team. So firstly, again, if you're handicapping this game, we take uh, line spreads. The under on this game is delicious. Uh, we this These teams are not combining for 40 points. I'll tell you how I know. It's because the Eagles' offense is bad and the Redskins' offense is bad. And the Redskins' defense is good. And the Eagles' defense, when the Eagles' offense is bad, is good. So this is not going to be a high-scoring game. This is not going to be a pretty game. Uh, There's one thing to me that – there's two things to me that matter here. Number one, Eagles are going to win this football game. Because if they win this football game, Week 16 is for the division. They tried as hard as they could – to have that not matter by losing to the Eli Manning-led Giants at home. And they just couldn't do it. They won. So now, 
like now like the 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 hypotheticals you've ran through in your mind are now in like very like clear in fruition beat the redskins and then when you play the cowboys the winner goes to the playoffs it's very simple so they're going to win this football game by how much probably about four and a half like this is to me right about where i would want to put this line uh the eagles have beaten the redskins historically over doug peterson's career i don't think he's lost to them since his first year coaching for the Philadelphia Eagles, now it, it, it's a rookie team with offensive line issues. When the Eagles win, it's with pressure, with four, and it's with battering the quarterback. So I think the defense can have a good formula to survive against the Redskins team. But when they played them earlier this year, 32-27 to 27 final score, two completely different teams. It's going to be a low score. It's going to be dirty. I'll take Philadelphia to cover because Ooh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm very certain that they win. And so I, I, it's just a matter of points we're talking about now. But to me, this is going to be like, uh, 20 to 13, 23 to 16 sort of a game. It's going to come underneath the 40-point total. Cleveland Browns traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals Heard of them. getting two and a half at home. Browns playing a little bit better as of late. Is that right? Am I allowed to say that? Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I, I believe that's right. My hindsight, if my memory serves me correctly. They're keeping themselves in the, – well, they were keeping themselves in the playoff race. Well, they, they whooped the crap out of the Dolphins, and they lost to the Steelers okay, and it's a little buggy of a game. It was in Pittsburgh. It was emotional. They beat the Bengals handily, eight points, sound victory. Also beat the Bills. <laughs> and whatever the Bills well is the lately. weird one, man. Yeah, it is the weird one. I'm looking over the schedule now, and that's the one that popped out to me. That's why I said it. I was like, all right, well. I remember when they were good favorites. They were both like, yeah, Bills are winning them. Good anyway. for you. Uh, two and a half points. Give me Cleveland. Give me Cleveland to cover the two and a half on the road against Arizona. I like what Arizona's doing. Not as much as I like how much of a role I think that this Browns team is on. I think they can beat them by two and a half. I, th- I don't think they'll beat it by much more than that. I think it'll be somewhere between like three to five. But I do think that they, uh, I-, I think they win this one and they cover the two and a half. Yeah, I mean, so like I, I probably have to officially retire. Arizona was fun there against the spread, and then they faced the Niners twice, and then once they lost both of those games tight, it really just seemed like the wind came out of this team's sails. Uh, beat up by the Rams, beat up by the Steelers. Actually, they really should have covered that Steelers game. Red zone interception, special teams touchdown. Ah, uh, I can't. Okay, don't talk yourself into the Cardinals. Don't talk yourself into the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta stop doing this, Ben. It's not healthy. The problem is, is that it's tough to fade teams who you know at any time could just score. Like the Cardinals at any at any time can just hang forty. Just this is this. I mean, the, the amount that they throw the football and the talent they have in the back position. This is the fear. Um, so I don't love either side on this one. I don't want to trust Arizona again. I also and don't you trust are could, you are talking yourself into this. It's the Baker Cliff Kyler Bowl too. I mean, like, is this this is a storyline game, right? Like Baker Cliff uh, picked Mahomes over Baker. Baker transferred away to Oklahoma. Kyler was the was was in Oklahoma with Baker. I mean, <gasps> you picked Cleveland. <laughs> I did. I took Cleveland. You want so badly to pick the Cardinals. He wants it so bad. Arizona. Plus I can literally one, hear your head in your hands on the other side of the microphone. Uh, I just, I need, I need to fade you. Arizona plus two and a half. They're gonna win. This, this is my favorite <laughs> oh, part. This is my favorite part about what we got going on here. When you got to talk yourself into things game. that you wish you didn't have to. Jacksonville. 
going all the way to Oakland to face the Raiders. Jacksonville's getting six and a half points. Ooh, boy. This is an interesting game between two teams that looked promising at one point. I mean, certainly when the Minshew Mania stuff was going on in Jacksonville, that was a lot of fun. The Raiders had a fun stretch in there where I think that they were 6-4, and four, and we were like, hey, what about the Raiders? And then kind of things turned around a little bit. Um, what did they do last week? Who, the Raiders? Yeah. I'm looking this up. They, got, up. they, they hung with the Titans. Oh, for yeah, they quarters. got absolutely lamb as all did come to the Tannehill. Brother, their last. Do you realize what the Raiders' last three games are? No. Getting doubled up, forty-two to twenty-one against the Titans. Yep. Wishing they only got doubled up, forty to nine against the Chiefs. Yep. And then, holy mother of God. Yep. The Jets boat racing them, thirty-four to three. This game sucks. You want to know what the the. Jacksonville Jaguars last five games are yeah tell me it's ugly lost 26 to 3 against the Texans lost 33 to 13 against the Colts lost 42 to 20 against the Titans lost 28 to 11 against the Bucks lost 45 to 10 against Los Angeles Chargers here's the thing about these football teams Trevor and follow me on this because it's complex okay they're bad. No, see, you lost me right after there. <laughs> I'm somewhere right in between there and bad, and bad. I just I couldn't I couldn't make the jump, so I'm lost in there. I'm in I'm in like analysis purgatory. I guess if both of these teams are so terrible, give me the team that's getting nearly a touchdown in points. So give me Minshew, give me the six and a half. Go Jags. Yeah, that's that's the certainly the temptation for me is Jacksonville has shown better play under Minshew before. Yeah. But I feel like the the when Minshew was sat and Foles came out and mm-hmm. and and Foles was awful and this team started to get banged up and it's like a lame duck coaching staff in my opinion. Um they don't have fight. You know what I mean? Like Oakland has fight. Like Oakland that that Tannehill played an unbelievable game. Tennessee came in red hot, but Oakland had like, you know, like they were at home. We talked about like, I picked Oakland to cover, right? And I was like, I think at home they're going to cover because they're trying to keep their wildcard hopes alive. They failed to cover. They got beat up by Tennessee, but this is still a team that's able to put points on that board. It's still a team that's running a good offense. Uh, Josh Jacobs potentially getting back in for this game is massive for the Raiders. They did not have him in the game against Tennessee and they weren't able to rely on the running game as much as they hoped they did. Jacksonville cannot defend the run. Uh, I think Oakland covers. I think Oakland still has shown life in their legs Man. over the last week of uh, last weeks, even though Jacksonville has, has been just atrocious. Oh, imagine. Imagine. Have been. Vikings. Heard of them. Tra- traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost did it. I almost said San Diego, but I didn't say San Diego. I said Los Angeles. Smart man. The Chargers. I almost did it again no, I right just, there. I almost I almost just did it again after talking about not doing it again. Favored by two and a half over Minnesota. Um one score games. Chargers can't overcome it, but they're getting points. Mm, I'm gonna go Vikings in this one. I think the Vikings are the better team. I think that they know how to win certainly better than the Chargers do. I think basically every team in the NFL does at this point, maybe outside of the Buccaneers at times. Two and a half, ain't nothing. Give me the Vikings to cover this one in Los Angeles. Yeah, this this one to me is an easy one. I mean, this is 
situation where a Mike Zimmer football team, which is a good, not great football team, is playing a a a bad opponent in a game that that they should win and move on. Like this is a business trip. And those are the situations in which Mike Zinner's team tend to be really good. You know, like Kirk Cousins are the same way. Like Kirk Cousins in prime time, Kirk Cousins against his division, not good. But Kirk Cousins, like, you know, on the road, other conference opponent, it, it does. It, they're just going to come out. They're going to be a better team across the board and they're going to win the football game. You know, this is a very like, the Vikings are not a team like Houston where we expect them to have let down spots. This is a, this is a, a, a well-tuned, well-oiled machine. Vikings should cover. This is one I already have money on from this week. This is one of my, my stronger bets this week. So Vikings minus two and a half, a spot that I like a lot. Yeah. Atlanta getting 11 and a, no, just 11. It opened such at 11 a, and a half. Such a sad football game this is. Just get 11. They're traveling to San Francisco to play against the 49ers. Man, 49ers overcoming an 11-point spread? Yeah, they're going to do it. I'm I'm riding the 49ers, if nothing else, but because I got to atone for my sins early on in the year, really doubting that San Francisco was that team. Well, guess what? They are that team, right? So I'm big believers in what San Francisco is doing, how that team has come together, even though I can look at their roster and maybe nitpick a little bit of, ah, I don't know if I trust this guy as much. What they're doing as a team and as a collective, have to respect it, have to give them their props and just... For nothing else, but even because when I doubted them at the beginning of the year, I owe them this pick to have confidence in them overcoming a double-digit spread at home. I think they do it. Atlanta's bad. San Francisco's good. What more do you need to know? Yeah, I actually, it was, it was a funny thing. I took the Saints on the pod last week, and then by the time we get we got to Sunday and the injury report became more clear, I ended up putting money on the Niners just winning outright, right, and not even covering the spread. And so I was watching that game with, with a, you know, clenched fist a little bit. But I faded myself from two days ago and made money accordingly. Uh, Niners, it's it's very similar to Seattle for me in terms of we're, we're playing to make the Week 17 game matter. We cannot drop a game. I do not expect a, a weak performance. I do not expect a letdown performance. I expect a dominant performance from a very good San Francisco 49ers team. Now, Atlanta playing better ball as of late which is interesting and fun however uh against the panthers defense have come two of these impressive football games so scrap those and really only have like a a a 20 point offense i think this is going to go over is where I, I would like to handicap this game. This is a 46-point line. We have two very, very fast, impressive offenses. And then critically, San Francisco, or excuse me, Atlanta, dealing with some defensive injuries. DJ Jones, potentially not uh, not going to be able to play for this football game. D Ford, questionable for this football game. Uh, they're dealing with health issues. I think Jakiski Tart is a play, but even if he is a play, this is this team's beat up on the defense side of the ball. So I think it's going to go over. And that's how I would handicap it. But taking the lines, I think San Francisco is able to outpace them. I expect the team to stay jazzed up. They're back at home too, which is really nice after yeah, the stretch up. of games they just played. Was that a was that a shot at uh, was that a shot at New Orleans because they played New Orleans last week and they beat New Orleans in New Orleans? Jazzed up, like stole the jazz. Oh yeah, I, it was. Yeah, putting so things funny. together here on this podcast. Rams coming off a good victory against the Seattle Seahawks, traveling to Dallas to face the Cowboys. This game opened up with the Cowboys being a four-point favorite. Now the Rams are a one-point favorite. Whoo! Imagine not buying this line the moment it opened. Yeah, you got it. I mean, I bought it at Ram. I bought it at Rams plus three and Rams outright 
literally sight unseen. Yeah, I mean, like this one's easy. One one point's basically a pick 'em, and especially for how well the Rams played last week and how bad the Cowboys seem to be playing here down the stretch. This one's easy for me, taking the Rams to cover that one single point. Right, I I like I said, I took this game Rams outright. I took this game Rams uh, uh, before we got to the the three point key line as well. Now that we've flipped it, you kind of have to reassess and re understand what the books are telling you. I mean, it's been it was initially crazy push on the Rams, right? And now we have sharp action on Dallas pushing the total down. Uh, this game actually does not matter for Dallas technically. Like the Eagles need to win against the Redskins to make the NFC East in play if the cowboys lose doesn't matter the 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 week 16 game against the eagles is still for the division now Mm -hmm. that being said that does not mean you want to come into a divisional game with the title on the line on a three-game skit which would be exactly what the cowboys are doing four-game skit excuse me um so i expect the dallas i don't think dallas is going to come out and be bad however the rams have Mm -hmm. absolutely they've shorted up they've not figured it out, but they've steadied it, and, and and they're now a more consistent team than they were. This is also a team that's pushing massively, massively, Trevor, uh, for playoff leverage. Uh, this is if you go to FPI, uh, the playoff probability leverage from ESPN, 35% increase for the Rams if they win this football game. It puts them right on the back of the Minnesota Vikings as they're hoping to sneak in as that sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Rams are still going to win the football game. It's not gonna be i think a consummate blowout but i will take the rams minus one still i hope you got the line early uh because i tweeted about it when it first dropped and i was like this is money right here following ben on twitter at benjamin solak he is dropping that betting knowledge the second that shit comes out amen brother bills Steelers. this game was flexed to Sunday night, what was it, a 1 o'clock game? I don't even remember what it was. Probably a 1 o'clock game because it's on the East Coast because it's, it's in Pittsburgh. But now it is prime time Sunday night football. Steelers were favored by 1 to open up. Now they're favored by 2. Yeah. Ben, am I, am I off for thinking how easy of a bet this is for me with the Buffalo Bills? Will not be telling you. Okay, well, I'm taking the Bills, getting the 2 points. I, I feel like they're hyping this game up to be a little more than it seems, and I think that even though I'm really impressed with how Pittsburgh has played down the stretch without a lot of their players, I still think that this is Buffalo's game to lose, and with them getting two points in this one, this one's I, I, I think this one's a pretty easy pick for me. I'm taking Buffalo. <sighs> Weird spot. Tough spot. Don't love either side of it. Buffalo defense, great. Playing unbelievable football recently. Pittsburgh defense, playing out of its mind. TJ Watt, by the way. Stud. I mean, to okay, so, like, this is, again, if you want another thing. TJ Watt, right, like, right now, TJ Watt has the fourth highest odds for defensive player of the year, which I think is a complete joke. So, I'll put that out there. I think that it'd be, Aaron Donald is the favorite. Aaron Donald's not winning the Aaron Donald can't win this award. He won it the past two years, and he's not having nearly the season he had the past two years. He's not going to win it. Then it's Stephon Gilmore, Nick Bosa, and TJ Watt. Nick Bosa's not winning this award. He's winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. They're not going to give him Defensive Player of the Year. You're going to give him Defensive Rookie of the Year because he's a rookie and he's really good. So Gilmore and Watt, to me, are the only two are interesting here. By the way, mm-hmm. your boy Shaq Barrett's number five. Um, so 
okay, this is a total aside, but if you want to bet a prop moving forward, TJ Watt plus 900 for defensive player of the year is one of my favorite bets right now. Anyway, both defenses playing out of their mind, both quarterbacks inconsistent, uh, big arm dudes, the, the Deontay Johnson big dudes, big arm dudes, the Deontay Johnson show last week, brother. Yeah. I mean, this like, I don't know how it took us this long, but the cat can move, just get the ball into his hands. I mean, and like he was highly effective as a returner, as a runner on design plays, you know, game reverses uh, and then down the field as well. I brought up with the Arizona game though. Pittsburgh really shouldn't have covered that football game. They had a lot of breaks go their way. I think Buffalo is a much more soundly and consistently coached team than the, the Cardinals were. I don't think they make nearly as many mistakes. I feel about Buffalo similarly how I do about the Vikings. I think they handle business. Uh, Pittsburgh at home in a must winner for uh, the, the AFC wildcard race. Historically, those teams get overvalued by books. So Buffalo plus two is where I am. Buffalo on the money line is also where sprinkle as well last game monday night football colts saints you talked about some playoff odds there with that last matchup i think that this is the last week that the colts will not be officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs i think they have a less than one percent chance to make it now after that loss in tampa bay last week blew a 10 point lead twice and then a 14 point lead later in the game and so that's that's not great. I mean, for as much as Tampa really shot themselves in the foot, for Indianapolis to not come away with that win, I think was troubling. Now, with the team still being in the hunt, technically, mathematically, I do still think that you're going to see that fight. You're not going to see a quitting attitude from any kind of Frank Reich team. So I think that they'll come out, and I don't think they're going to lay down, but certainly with the Saints coming off an emotional defeat last week to the San Francisco 49ers, I think they're looking to put it on somebody. The Saints favored by nine in this one. I'll say that they don't win by nine. I'll take the Colts just because I know how much of fighters that locker room is going to be and how probably really pissed off they are after losing that game to Tampa Bay, one that they should have had. With them knowing that, hey, they're technically still alive, I think they'll get up for this one. I think they'll keep it within nine, but I do think New Orleans is going to win. So, uh, Saints with the, or sorry, Indianapolis with the nine points on the road. Yeah, it's odd, right? Uh, the Colts historically under Frank Reich do not fail to cover against the spread in back to back weeks. It doesn't happen. It's very irregular to, to see this from this team because they're so good at transitioning, you know, going one and zero next week, like whatever you've heard. Uh, you know, kind of the way that Frank Reich approaches the team. Meanwhile, again, we've talked about it since the beginning. Saints with Drew Brees have not been as consistent against the spread, three and three against the spread, as opposed to the five and two that they were previously before he had his injury. So they're a team that you do look and you want to fade. Meanwhile, and this, you know, I mean, huge. Uh, we know that Marcus Davenport is out for the year. List Frank injury. Sheldon Rank as a starting defensive end. Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle with an angle, also out indefinitely. He's not been IR'd. Uh, but he's out for a bit. So this team is is beat up now in both trenches. Uh, Jared Cook also with the concussion against the Niners. He's potentially out. Saints are getting unhealthy at the wrong time. This is not what you want to be seeing. And then all of a sudden you end up in a spot where you have uh, a big game against the Titans coming up, a red-hot Titans team next week. Just came off a huge, laborious fight against the, the, the Niners. You got the limping Colts into town. Yeah, I mean, this stinks to me as a spot where, where the, the Saints are not going to hold and be consistent 
the, the, the dominant team that we think they're going to be. We think the Colts are going to wake it up a little bit. Past defense has been struggling for the Saints the past few weeks. Colts plus nine makes a lot of sense to me. I will say the fact that we got the Rankins news and the Davenport news and the line did not budge freaks me the freak out. I expected a point jump for the Colts. Got mm-hmm. nothing. That's two of the two best pass rushers on the team, not Nick Cameron Jordan. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Colts can be able to run the football if you're if you're starting two backups on the defensive line. It's it's weird. As uh, as this this game stinks a lot to me. There's been heavy <laughs> money bets on both sides. I I, I to me it, it it feels Colts, but I don't have a lot of confidence in it. So you're going Colts. Yes. All right. There we go. Uh, disagreed on decent amount. Not sure it's going to be enough for Ben to make the jump, especially not knowing where we are. Joe, please, if you're out there, we're lost. I'm trying to feed my family. Throw us a life-saving device, sir. Please, we're drowning without you. Uh, tomorrow, you know what day it is. It's Fan Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be taking your questions all podcast long. Could be about football. Could be about life. Could be about really anything. Ben and I did. We've done so many different themes. We've done riddles. We've done uh, different seasons. We've done movies. We've done video games. Not sure exactly what we're going to do next week. We're cl- we're coming up close on like the official Christmas Fan Friday, which is going to be a blast. But um, I'm sure we'll give it. I'm sure we'll give it some kind of a spin to always make it in- interesting. You guys definitely make that Fan Friday show a blast every single week. Until then. You guys keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.